0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com
1: Hi, i'm holly randall and welcome to my podcast holly randall unfiltered This is the show about sex the adult industry and the people in it I'm a 21 year veteran of this fascinating little industry So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. I have a very special episode today. My guest today has been a writer and director of adult material for six years with a special love for filming horror porn. He has won countless awards, including ABN's Best Director last year and Best Picture this year for his movie Grinders. Let's welcome Ricky Greenwood. Hello. Hello. It's,
0: it's always weird to hear all those
1: things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All your accolades.
0: Yeah. It's like when they do that. Like my Erica, my PR, sometimes she she has to put them in. She put them on. It's like, oh, that's a lot. Okay. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's nice
1: though, isn't it? To like, to hear that because you're like, wow, I have done a lot. Yeah. With my career.
0: But they, but sometimes you don't realize that until it's over. Mm. I, fe- I feel that you don't look, you don't look back. you don't, and, and, you know, like to go back, like. And I said that multiple times when I win the best, my my goal was to win best director. And, like, mm-hmm. and I was working hard for that and I was expecting to win it like later on and just like older. And it's just like, and when I win it, it just kind of like, oh, what else I'm doing right now? Yeah. It's kind of like I win, it's like what else? And, and also we realized that like, I was like, that's it. and and i was unlucky to win it when it was like the pandemic so like he was at home you at home
1: oh no oh that's true so you couldn't go up on stage no so i was at
0: joanna's angel house was like so all the friends of mine were there but like it's just like so you also get like you work and he's oh okay i was happy to win it and i was i'm very grateful to win it and it helped me for other stuff after that but like i was like <laughs> it's kind of like you work so hard and like yeah. that's why i said to people something it sounds stupid when you say that but like don't put too much like eye on it because i don't i'm not sure the journey is equal the reward of it
1: yeah yeah,
0: because yeah. you you have to to get that i talked with Seth gamble about it last time you put so much of your life to get that that at some point you just like Oh, it's a trophy that you got. And like mm-hmm. a lot of like people tell me was telling me that Robbie D used to tell me that a lot. She's like, if you want a trophy, grab one of mine in the living room. and just just like that's it, you yeah. put it in your room. Because yeah. it does that would be the same thing. Winning yeah. a trophy would get one of them. But
1: Well, you know, as somebody who's never won an A V N award, and <laughs> I know I never bring this up, um, that's wonderful to hear. So I still feel like I have like the hope and the journey ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely haven't had like that, you know, anticlimactic uh um experience of like getting it and them being like, oh. but then you got to so then but then you won um best movie or grand reel as they yeah. call it now for grinders this past AVN and you got to go up on stage with yes. that. So what was that like?
0: Oh, it was it was the different. Both of them is unique and I have memory good memories of both of them and and I'm happy to did like, on stage when everybody's cheering for you and like and like you were uh, um, you go there and, like, people are ha- really happy for you. And that's a, that's a different feeling. And I, I ne- I'm i the type of person who never prepared anything. So, like, I go there, like, meaning the speech and stuff. And so I had nothing... Sp- prepare so like my my speech was kind of all over the place but like uh, it was just happy to have all my friend too everybody who works in the movie was on stage with me and if and you have people that really care for you and love you cheering for you and being happy that's a different feeling it's it's just like yeah. it's it, i think going on stage is it's it's i think that's where you want to to have people and and you know you i don't know if it's the same thing for you but you you work in your kind of group of people mm-hmm. You know, and you get into your, you have the same, the uh, crew, family yeah. that you work with, and you live in that bubble. You t- talk to those studio and those producer, but you don't really. F- know how people feel outside outside that bubble yeah you don't really know if people really care for you or like or really likes you or something so like having (laughs) having having going on stage and people really cheering for you and clapping and standing up for you it's a different feeling
1: especially someone like you who works so much i mean do you go do you even go to a lot of like conventions or industry parties or anything like that
0: it's, I go to some of them, mm-hmm. but I don't have really have time. Sometimes I'm working early. To like, like yesterday, I was like, it, it's sad, but like, it was like yesterday, I was exhausted for all the week that I have. And I have a big movie coming up in two weeks. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm buried under like, like a storyboard and like, and, and shut list and call sheet. So, yesterday, I was like exhausted and I was like, I had to go to T And I said, like, I was like, oh. I said, I can't. I'm too tired. I, I really should. The smart way was to stay home, sleep at 9, At 9.30. 9 I was in bed sleeping. So yeah. I was like, I need to sleep and get my energy going. And so I said, nobody will know. So like yeah. I said, I stay home. At like 11.30, I get a text from like a, a model saying, you win best director. And I was like, oh. No, everybody knows that I was not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like – so I was like – like, no. Did someone
1: accept it for you?
0: Yeah, someone accept – I don't know who – but like so I think it was someone from uh, adult time. Okay. I was there okay. Too, Yeah, okay. It for <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but, but I was like – in my head, nobody will know. It was just yeah. like – it was like, oh, you were there? Oh, yeah, I was there. I just miss you. No. Yeah, like,
1: now you clearly were not there.
0: Yeah, clear. Like now everybody knows that I was – That's funny. Like, but, but like, yeah, I try to go. But like, again, it's just sometimes – Cause I work so much in like, a, and sometime project or them, even if I'm not on set, some project require me to be like, do some prep and some mm-hmm. story, like I said, storyboard shut list. And like, uh, so like a oh, meeting. So like, it's just like all those things put together and make me that I'm, I'm maybe not on set, but I'm working. Yeah. And, and then it's also like another very hard moment. So Like I wish I could do more of like those events. I do some of them, but like, I wish that I can do more, but it's very hard.
1: Do you? How do you combat burnout?
0: It's always very close. I will say, like I had one. I, I feel that in my experience, maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm not a doctor and everything. In my experience, you always, I get it once, and you realize that when it's too late. Most mm-hmm. of the time, you know that's that. It happened to me when I in my past work. Uh, I was working, I was doing uh, uh, a podcast and I was doing like a fest, movie festival and it's a long movie festival that it was like three three weeks. So I was working during the day. I will do my podcast live from that movie festival and I was also a programmer for that festival. A program I used to program movie for them. So I will also at night, I will do some like uh, interviews with guests or like be introducing films. So like for three weeks, I will like, sleep and i would always work and when you work for a movie festival you work like two three months ahead looking at movies and writing text for the, the the program and all that stuff so you already have a lot of work done and like this intense part of work and uh i just i forgot everything that happened that three weeks four months. month i just like it's blank it's empty and it just i end up out of that with like like burned out completely. It's just like I was no energy, everything, and I said, "Okay, that's that's how it feels to get a burnout." And now I always try to not go there, but I'm I'm a workaholic, so I'm always pushed too much. So I try to not getting there, but mm. like sometimes I will say, "Okay, guys, we need I need two weeks of just like vacation and I'm I I myself and take two weeks of vacation," but it's hard.
1: How often do you go on vacation?
0: Not that much. Uh, once, <laughs> once a year. <laughs> Normally it's in December because I don't shoot in December, like yeah. the, during uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I try to do, I have like, we. I try to take uh, two weeks during like uh, ju- at the end of June. So like when uh, the 4th of July arrives. So like cause it's like most, most of the time I don't shoot those days. So that week, week and a half, we keep it away from that. A- and, uh Christmas, because of Christmas, New Year's, everybody is out of town. So it's very hard to shoot. And you also have, like, AVN XBS coming. So you also have, like, people who are out of town. So, like, that time, normally, I'm not shooting. But, like, for AVN, for example, um, you end up going to Vegas. So, like, you're not really on vacation because you go to the yeah. expo and do, like... It ain't vacation. S- no. Yeah, so, like, it's <laughs> not really a vacation.
1: But, no, not at all. Yeah. How... um. I mean, do you ever like resent how much work you have, or do you like constantly find that you're in that place of gratitude, or do you sometimes struggle and think you know what like I really should cut down on these jobs
0: it's, it's sometimes i dare like for me it's also more of like it's it's a, it's my it's it's hard because it's between heart and like business mm-hmm. so like for me, I said, "Yeah, I can. I can just not take the day, but I also have the same crew that I have for years. That I, you know, we have like a. It's like a business. You work like every. Uh, we work four times a week, all year. Mm-hmm. So like sometime more, depending if we have feature or stuff. But we guarantee we have a guarantee of four days a week that we're working for different stuff. So like, so I if I cut for me, I said, "Okay, I'm going on vacation. But like now, I'm kind of like. It, I feel bad to like cut them days of work and money income and stuff like that. So in some, for some people, that's meaning that like if I cut a week, that means that like, now they're short for their rent or, or this mm-hmm. or that. So like, so I try to keep as a business, like if I was really working for a business, meaning that like I have three, four weeks of vacation that I will take during the year and the rest of the time I'm, I'm, I'm we're working as a business, basically.
1: So do you? But so then that must mean that you have members of your crew that pretty much only work for you, because I know that you also, at least in the past, have used people like gaffers and stuff like that yeah. that work for other people. Because I've tried to fuck a book them, and they were booked with you. <laughs> but now, now, now that
0: gaffer is almost all the time with me. But like, yeah, uh, it's yes. I, for me, that's our work. The, we know that. Like, I. F- it's very for me the only problem that I have that I resent having so much work is like I cannot accept fun project all the time. Mm-hmm. Meaning that like someone will call me and be like, like, for example, this year I had to call at the studio. I said like, if you want me to do a feature for you this year, you need to telling me in January because after that it's over at the end of January, all the people I've put their feature on and I have no room for new stuff. So that's mm-hmm. what, that's why sometimes it's very frustrating because now you have like someone, oh, I have this new project and i want to do can you do it i already commit to uh to people and then that's why for me it's very frustrating because if someone cancel and we have to kill the day that day will not be reshoot until next month
1: yeah
0: because i don't my 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 month is full so like so that means that like you lose the day you lose the scene so like and i it's a struggle for me because i try to to keep the weekend off for the crew Mm-hmm. And keep, keep like so. Basically, that the reason why we're only doing four days is because I don't want the crew to work on a weekend, and mm-hmm. I and we try to get one day during the week that like uh, we don't have like uh, we can do the doctor appointment, and all the stuff that needs to be done during the weekday. Yeah. So like, so that's why we're doing that. I can and and obviously we don't want to overwork and like be, yeah, because
1: the days can be really long. Yeah, it's not like I think what a lot of people don't understand is that. You know, a lot of times, like porn sets are not eight hours. Yeah, it's not like a nine to five. It's like, I mean, there's sometimes, you know, over twelve hours. If you're yeah. Axel Braun, they're twenty six hours. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I cut that
0: down. Like, yeah. like for me, we don't like my my uh, rule is like twelve hours max, and yeah. and we can go to fourteen, meaning that the the makeup in the morning and the the wrap. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, so those two, like that will, that will allow to 14, but shooting thing time, it's a maximum of 12. And like, and if, if the people like were there in the morning for the makeup artists, normally I will send her home yeah, uh, be, before 12 hours and I will probably... Probably the actress, unless it's a feature and she's the main, probably the actress will be after day and after that she will go home. I will do all her stuff and after that send her home. Yeah. So, so
1: you the, try to – because I would do this too when I would shoot features. I really tried to schedule it to make sure that everybody was on set for the least amount of time possible. Exactly, yeah. So like if, if a model comes in, like I get all of her stuff done and then she can go home. Yeah. Um. Because I, I've heard from a lot of people that – they're just, like, sitting on set for hours. And sometimes that can't be helped because sometimes yeah. the way that you shoot it, something has to be at day, next thing has to be at night. Like, you can't help it.
0: Yeah, and some, sometimes also, <laughs> like, sometimes I will, like, call the girl. Like, I try to change it, but sometimes I will say, okay, your call time is 3 p.m. And now we get some time, some time late. We are behind schedule. And now, like, we, I'm an hour or two hours late, so now you're at 3 and now you will shoot at five, so you will probably have two hours sitting around doing yeah. nothing because you have to you have to wait till your turns coming but yeah, like yeah. but like I try my best to avoid it early in my career, it was like it was very hard because it's also like experience change, you know, like it's just like early in my career, I was overshooting. So like yeah, was, that's a big thing. I was covering everything, every angle, close-up, extreme close-up, and I was like, wide, two shots, and, and I was shooting like a lot, and they, and at some point you realize it would experience that like They don't need that. They don't yeah. just pick it up from here, just do yeah. that. So they don't need that. Do you
1: edit your own movies, or do you oversee the editing at all?
0: Uh, it depends. Like uh, All the small scene that I will do, like the – the regular stuff i don't I, mm-hmm. I just shoot it send it to them i look at the footage after when i put it on the drive before i send it but i don't like i don't overlook at the editing i don't i, I will watch the scene when it's released and if something's bad i will tell them it's Like this is like okay guys be careful next time with the sound or this and that but i don't i don't really overview the uh, the editing i don't have time for that yeah but for uh feature yes feature I will go, i'll go look at the editing. And I will look. I give them notes, and I will overdo. And if it's a movie that I really, really care about, like the like, for example, Under the Veil, like I was like, it was very important for me that it was edited the right way, so I edit Under the Veil. Mm. But like, but like, it's very rare that I do that. It's depending of the movie. Yeah. Like like the Bargain, for example, was a personal movie of mine. I did the editing for the bar- Bargain, but it's it's I cannot, it, and especially now if I decide to do that, it will be very problematic because it will take me a month so I will have to be a month out of work to just edit like three yeah. weeks just to do the editing yeah and it's, so it's, it's it takes a lot of my time now that like it's getting more and more hard to do that
1: yeah so how did you actually start an adult because I know you started off working in mainstream yes so how'd that transition happen
0: uh, it was, like, for me, it was, like, the the original stories that, like, I was uh, working in um, for TVs, a so little stuff. I was working for a show called uh, Box Office. is kind of the equivalent of Entertainment Tonight in Quebec. So, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, a show that, like, we were doing interview with stars. And, and they have that. And they also have another movie, another show called Cinerama. So it's just kind of two things that, like, they were, like, a revolving about the movie industry. I'm always, always around movies all my life when I was 16 I was running a video store and movie theaters and, and after that I worked for a, movie, a music station the MTV but a French version of MTV so like and that company had some movies things and I worked for them and that company get they turned out to be uh, working for a license to buy to sh- having like a studio ch- adult channel mm. so like when and like many people say, when you have when you your name is associate with sex, a lot of people start to go away from you. So like the thing, the two channel that I have, the movie channel, the movie show that I have got canceled because their movie channel for that production company. So like because I had a contract with them, I work with the the company at that time, and I didn't really like my experience in the idol industry at that time. I was mm-hmm. like, it was very like exactly what I was thinking that the industry will be, you know, like it was very like I'm not professional and it was like, you know, that was not what I was looking for. So like I quit that company when my contract was about to be renewed. I just left and I just like, I work from like uh reality TV from different channel and I helped my friend to, uh, mm-hmm. To do some uh, movies, uh, one of my good friends did a movie called Turbo Kid. I don't know if people know it's an horror movie. Uh, that I work as a third assistant director on that, and I was also some a cameo in it. If people can see me, I have a little part of it. And I was working with him, helping other friends. And a good friend of mine, I do some editing. I used to be an editor, so I do do editing for friends. And a friend of mine asked me to do. Um, some movies and short film and I said like I don't do short film I don't have time I work too much I don't have time to do short film I think you know you let your time go so like it's time for me to put that movie making type of work going away so like and, and he said oh my you should do one you need to you just, you just like that and it's like I don't have a script so like I cannot do it I don't have a script I don't have time to write it so forget about it two days later he came back with a script he said you have a script now so what's your excuse and it's like fine I shoot that movie that movie did well in festival around and, and get there and I, I thought I did an, another one small one and little by little I was doing some short film mm-hmm. and I met this guy He's, he was used to be ed- you do editing for Mile high media. okay he was editing for that so and so we became friend with the f- festival circuit and like all the short film. And he called uh, John Blitt, the the owner of Mile High, called me. And he said, like, listen, I'm looking for a production manager. And, like, uh, one of your friends worked for me. And he said that you would be good at it and stuff like that. So I was not really interested to do, but, like, I go meet him. And they said, like, listen, I did, I did I I work in the adult industry for a bit. I didn't really like it. It's not for me. I explained to you my experience and everything. So, oh, we're not like that at all. It's different. It's just, like, we're talking about, like, Big studio porn, not just like uh stu- little stuff and and it was like, listen, I'm working for that movie festival. I have a contract for them, I cannot do anything until August first, and we're we're in thinking it's like the end of May, mm-hmm. so like so it's just like, I cannot do anything so I said, like if you're still interested to work with me in August first, give me a call, and we can open a discussion and i in my head it's over, it's just like. It's like may may just stream three months almost. That before like two months before like he he called me back. He will find his production manager. Everything will be over. I will never hear about it, and it will be good. On August first, I get a phone call. It says, "Hey, it's John Blit. So,
1: uh, <laughs> <it's>, so like, <laughs> hey, are you
0: coming to see if you can work for me?" It's just like, so, like okay, fine, I'll go. And I have like a hard, my, my personality. I'm, I'm hard. I never say no to stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I just like says, so like, okay, so yeah, I will go see you. So I go see him. And I was like, okay, so we talk and explain again, same discussion. I then my same problem that I have. And he said, how much do you want to work for me? And I was like, okay, so I look just like, okay, so I just like, okay. So it's just like, I will give him a number. I will double my salary that I'm making at that time. And this is like, and like, he will probably say that I'm crazy and just go home and just like
1: so talk, the, ooh, it's the best way to try to get out uh, of a yeah, yeah. job without saying yeah. no is just yeah. over yeah, like, will, like over, over, pri- pictures, over, over price over yourself yeah, yeah price yourself out of the market yeah, yeah so I said
0: that and I said like and also I'm still working for that movie festival so I need two months spread into the year to vacation so I can I can do that I said so I send him the number and he's like yeah the money's good I have to talk to my brother about like the and my dad about the days off because it's could be problematic. But the rest of it is good, so you start Monday. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. So I was like I can't you cannot really say no when the guy agreed to all your new what's what's your next step after that? Yeah. like so, so I said, Okay, I agree and I I, I agree. And, and, and I don't know if it's the same thing in the States, but in in, in Quebec you have like three months to you you work and if if it's fit, it's okay and after 3 months they cannot fire you again because you became kind of a permanent employee but like you have no, a three doesn't, doesn't you have you have it <laughs> 3 months like period of time that you can get fired in that period of time or mm-hmm. you can you can quit without like so like in my head I was like okay we'll do the thing 3 months and after that I will be like it was the and it's not for for me it doesn't work and never left after that day <laughs> just uh, that 3 month never came and i he, and I, but at that time i was just a production manager so my job it was to like surprise, sur- looking at what everybody was doing and like uh, suggesting casting and new way to new way to do movie and stuff and i was looking at the movie and i was like missing something some things here is not like where the way we want it so he said to me he said like what do, why don't you do like one movie, and just like, just do one movie, and the same thing as my friend back in the day. I don't have time. I don't know. I haven't have a script, and just like, and he said like, why anything you, you want to shoot, and and I'm a huge fan of non-splitation. So like, I said like of what a non exploitation. It's, it's an it's an exploitation film from the 70s that were involved around nuns and and like uh convent and stuff so i'm a huge that fan is of a that is a
1: very specific <laughs> niche i've never yeah. heard that before
0: so i'm a huge fan of that so i seems like
1: did you go to catholic school or something no
0: no no my grandpa is very catholic but not not Interesting. my family is not
1: so where did this like obsession with nuns come from
0: I like the aesthetic. I like the way that is like. It, I like the the story, the vibe, the critics. The, it's also deep in like when you you. In Quebec, we have this very like weird relation with religion mm. because like Quebec was very religious until the sixties, if I may. And like the after that, every all the bad stuff came from the church, and the church was very involved in the government and like in school and stuff. And and, and at some point, the Quebec turned around and just kicked them out of everything. Mm. And like so, so you have that very like bad relation with religion. Mm-hmm. And like and it's the same thing in in uh, in those movies. you have they always question religion and question like the faith and stuff like that. So it's something that I I like to work with and. And if you look at the three movies that I did, they also questioned that, that fate. And and it was like, so I explained, and said, this is the type of movie I want. And he said to me, oh, I did one in the past called Mother Superior. And I think you, you did very well. So like, I think maybe you should, and, and, and it would, with his other company, Icon Mail, he has like a Forgive Me Father. That was also something that, that makes money. So he said like, yeah, it could it could be very successful. So let's see what you can do. So we did the first Confession of a Sinful Nun. And that movie was, I think I got like, thinking like 10, 12 nomination at Biz. Same thing, around the same number at AVN. So
1: wait, so where, okay, because are you working in Quebec at the time or are you working here? I was
0: working in Quebec at the time
1: and so who was in those movies were you flying girls out to shoot? No no
0: I, I was I was flying in to like to the states to do those So things. you were
1: you were filming them in the states Yeah yeah, yeah so cuz so. I was like cuz from my understanding there wasn't really the filming normally doesn't happen in Canada. It happens. They, they, to so, so you were working in Canada, flying to the U.S. Yes, to direct it. Yes, then, exactly. Okay. Yes. Were you doing production managing in Canada?
0: Yes, I was production everything there, okay, gotcha. and I was like, casting and everything, and gotcha. I moved okay. there to do that. Okay. So, so, like, that was the time. At that time, I was. That's what I was doing. We did one movie. I was not planning to do anything, anybody, anything after that. It was just a show. And like at that time, the director that were working for us will also be there, and I will show them like what kind of storytelling we want, what type of movie we want and stuff like that. So that was be that was the main goal. And like and when all those awards came and nominated not a word but nomination. And also Confession was one of his most selling D V D that he had. So so like it was like Steve was still reprinting it after a year. So he was like, Oh, what else do you have in mind? you know? So we did um Becoming Elsa, it was kind of like a coming-of-age double personality that we did with Elsa Jean. Mm-hmm. And it was successful. And after that, he asked me if I have another movie, and I gave him, like, a talk derby to me. It was a roller derby movie, mm-hmm. lesbian roller derby. And those two movies get very popular. And after the second, the third movie, he said, like, what about you do that full-time in Los Angeles? So, like, we work on the paperwork and and all that stuff. And now I arrive here in October two
1: thousand eighteen. Wow. Yeah. And you haven't left.
0: No and then now I'm like and now you get more and more stuff and they come from that after that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about um a day in the life of Ricky Greenwood, some of his favorite movies that he's done, crazy onset stories, and so much more. So stick around, we'll be right back. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by educated. Beducated is like the Netflix of sexual wellness. They're an online course platform with tons of easy-to-follow video, audio, and written guides that can help you train your sexual happiness. Yes, I said train your sexual happiness because Beducated provides techniques and information that will help you level up your love life. They offer an expert-backed library of courses from tantra to kink and helps you explore new practices and upgrade your lovemaking skills. So I am married and I decided to take the Roadmap to Intimacy course, which was so incredibly interesting. I learned that in our relationship, I am the sail and my husband is the anchor. And by celebrating our differences, we can learn how to work together to move our relationship along the high seas of the world that we live in today. But seriously, it really helped me figure out how to communicate with him better. And of course, bring us together more intimately. With bed, Educated, you will have unlimited access to all of their online courses. You can try Beducated for one day for free and then get 65% off of their yearly pass with our code HOLLY. Just go to beducated.com and use our coupon code HOLLY for one day for free and then a yearly pass for 65% off, which will be locked in for life. That's B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com and use code Holly. You can also find a link in our episode description. We talk a lot on my podcast about how men really carry the burden of sexual performance when it comes to the bedroom. And sometimes guys, it's understandable that maybe your equipment isn't working as well as it normally should. If this is the case, Bluetooth is here to help. Blue Chew is a prescription online service that delivers chewable tablets with the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis for a fraction of the cost. How do they do that? Well, all of their tablets are made here in the USA prepared and shipped direct. So it's so much cheaper than a pharmacy. And the best thing about this is that everything's online. So you don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to stand in line at the pharmacy. You can do everything from the privacy of your own home and your tablets are shipped to you in a discreet package. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com where you'll be able to consult with one of their licensed medical providers. They will help you find the right prescription for you and you will receive your tablets within days. So if you wanna up your sex life, give Blue Chew a try. Use code HOLLY at checkout when you go to bluechew.com and get your first order for free. All right, we are back. So, Ricky, you briefly glossed over, um, you know, working in the adult entertainment industry first, not liking it, leaving, and then coming back. Can you tell us about your very first time on a porn set? Like, take us through walking on set, what your expectations were, what it was like.
0: But you mean back in the day? Yeah, back in the day, your very first time on set. Oh my god, it was like it was a movie in Quebec. It was like it was like a a show that was called um I don't know the english title, but like it was grandeur nature. It was like a a movie that basically you film people having sex in there like in like n- regular place, like in public. Okay. Okay. So like so like you would go there and it was like yeah, it was, I don't know why it was like the people, the girls that I had were on drugs, the guy was on drugs. And he was just like, he was like, it was like the the place that like, you can tell the guy was struggling and the girl was like, completely wasted and stuff. And like, she had to drink to do the scene and stuff. And he's just like, and I was like, Okay, that's really what like we're doing here, and he was in a strip club, dirty strip club, and I was like, god. and I was like, oh my god, okay, so that like that not that's not my type of thing, you know, I didn't yeah. really like that, so it was like, for me, I had this vision of like. Porn is just a bunch of girls that they're forced to do porn because they have no money or something like that, and they don't so like strange
1: it. Strange how most people in the world would agree with you on that. <laughs> that, that <laughs> That's what it, most people think.
0: That was that was my perception of it, and that was my and then you were proved my right experience on that set, of it. Yeah. You know, so like I was like, okay, I'm um, out. So like, when they ask me to do another, no, nah, I listen. I don't do that. So I did after that, I did documentary, like more like mm-hmm. give and take documentary and little show. It was my only experience with a porn set. Mm-hmm. But like when I came to the United States on Under the Veil and before that when I visited the other set for the to see the meet the director and everything, I realized that it was not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It was completely different. It just like it was like everybody was like treated well and everybody's h most of the time happy to be there. And but I'm always be careful with that because that's my experience of it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also what I bring as a the production manager at that time and that's what i bring as a producer now that I make sure that people are safe that people have food that people have water that people are treated well and can respect it and everything so like so that's my experience that's what I try to give to everybody so like yeah. but i know that other people don't have that experience, experience yeah also so that's why it's always for me it's always hard to say that well, point is magical and beautiful and great They just say come to set and you will have fun because i know that it's not always the case yeah but but like for the most part i will say that's why i said when people ask me that question for the most part if you work with the top tiers of porn you'll be you'll have a nice amazing time
1: yeah i mean that's kind of the thing about porn you know people talk about porn and they give it this kind of you know like it's a umbrella and everything's the same in porn and that's the thing like it's not like all porn sets are different. All there's all different kinds of porn. There's all different kinds of directors. So it's you know a, a conglomerate of all of these different crews and you know individuals. So to say porn is this or porn is that is is not accurate either yeah. way. To say porn is all great or porn is all bad is not yeah. great. Like it's a mix of all of these things, but people don't really understand that because the only thing that they're fed through mainstream media is that it's all bad. It's all bad. Focus on all the bad stories. I remember when. Hot Girls Wanted came out the very first one. Yeah. Um that was focused on the adult industry in Florida and we all know that like the adult industry in Florida is different than the adult industry in Los Angeles. <laughs> like it's very different. There's a lot it's a lot more amateur there. It's it's less regulated at least it was back then. So it's like they took this small little slice of the adult industry and then everybody saw it and was like, "Oh, porn is is terrible, you know?" Um and then, so when they did The Hot Girls Wanted 2, the one that I was in, you know, when they first approached me, I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, that one you guys did was, like, not the best. And they were like, no, this is different. We, like, understand. We we looked at all the feedback we got from the first one, and we understand that there's there's different kinds, and we want to do one about, like, female empowerment. So so I agreed to do it. And I actually liked my episode, though I know that people had problems with the episodes after that. But yeah. I mean, whatever. But it is, like... It is so, because it's also kind of, I mean, we self-regulate too, yeah. which is, you know, it's great for the people that are good at it, but it's also problematic for the people who are not. So it's like, it's it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. and It's also, it's,
0: I don't know, It's it's hard for me to just like, you need to be sensitive to that matters. And mm-hmm. some people are less sensitive. It's also like an industry is like, is I think now isn't changing. You changed a lot. You talk about it on, of hair, but like I think earlier in my career when I start, you still have those old time. I was say called old timer that they were yeah. there for a long time and they work like that and they don't really like my my way of doing things good and i don't know why i'm changing it and it's just like you don't realize that like yes but your way makes uncomfortable the new generation of mm-hmm. people it's like, oh, if they don't understand they don't have their place and no maybe you just it will be easier for you to change that way of doing than like having them change and it's just because mm-hmm. like it's important that to make them feel safe it's important that makes make sure that like people on set like just like you know, like you like you said, you keep them on like uh, on set for twelve hours. Like, can I cannot just give them a bottle of water and like a bag of chip. I'm just like you need to have meal, and you need to have food there. You need to have something to snack all the way down, and and you need to have like a good meal at some point, you know, <laughs> in the day. That just, was
1: literally one of the things that like really blew my mind. Like at first that there were so many directors that didn't feed their crew or the models like at all. Yeah. And that like, I could ne- I was like, how can you ask somebody to work for 12 hours and not feed them? Like yeah. that just seems to be the most, the most basic thing. And you don't have to get like catering, yeah. you know, but you have to have, you know, I would just go to Trader Joe's and get like wraps and salads yeah. and stuff. And like big, like variety of things that people want to eat. And then they're happy. But like it's just so bizarre. That
0: was that was the good thing. That was the good thing with COVID. Mm. It's just that like for a long part when I'm trying to have meals and stuff, like they were like, Well it's hard to do that. You will do like you I will buy a, a platter of sandwiches and people will eat that. But like getting a meal was different. But like when COVID hit, one of the rules is like everybody needs to have this individual Mm-hmm. Pack of food. Yeah. So now we had to order post-made. We have to order yeah. separate food for everybody. Yeah. So like, and that stay right now, like yeah. they never let like, go away after that because it was, but like at that time it was easy for us. Like, listen, I need to feed them. I cannot give them a huge plate of food because like it's everybody put his hands dangerous for covid hands
1: man the worst was when guys i can't tell you how many times i'd be shooting like some guy be like you know fucking rubbing his dick trying to keep it hard lots of lube and then he's like oh chips (laughs) then (laughs) it goes back to like jerk i'm like you just no one's now no one's gonna eat that you put your dick hands yeah. in the bag of chips and now it's fucking ruined you just take that with you it's all yours so. that,
0: that, I, like, I like when they do that too like because like sometime i will pass my phone to order the food and the guy <laughs> the guy's jerk off so like, give me the phone and he's just like and he's scrolling around and, he's, and i can see the fucking lube on my screen just like really dude just like can you just wash your hands it's just like and even like even if you ask him to wash his hands i see i see girls sometimes just like on the wall. And it's, really? Did you do that at your house? Did you fucking swap your hands on, lubi hands on the wall? Or oh, the curtain? The, I like when they do that on the curtain. It's just like... like oh
1: it's so funny because you know that you're shooting at a porn house that people use a lot when all the doorknobs are greasy. Yeah. <laughs> like You like cannot open the door. Because <laughs> everyone just touched it with their lube hands, it's like everything. The floor is slippery. It's yeah. just like, oh, oh yeah, this is like- I remember Brad Armstrong's house. His floor was always like so slippery yeah, from I mean, like all the lube and all like the squirting movies yeah, that people did there. Yeah. And he cleaned that place oh, all yeah. the time. No, like, like, it's just like he was good at that, but can. still, man, like, it's so hard to get lube out.
0: But yes, yeah, hard to get lube out. It's hard also to like you know turn around. Sometimes, like you said, like like uh, you shoot and like. The guys, the, the crew is there for 12, 14, 16 yeah. hours. So now you end up leaving the house at 3 a.m. And the next crew come at like 9 a.m. So yeah. like, so what is it supposed to do? They will, in the middle of the night, cleaning the house. They're sleeping or something. Or yeah. they will co- come back in the morning. They will have two hours of cleaning as fast as they could. But, like, but you're cleaning what you can. and
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, we all know that like some locations clean oh, yeah. more than others. Yes, yeah, so, others. Yeah. So, so. I've cleaned so many locations. There's been a couple of places that I've gone to. I'm like, I should literally charge you a cleaning fee. I just fucking disinfected your kitchen. I just swept your floor. Like I swept the living room. Like,
0: but you, we I do um, that. I do that oh, regardless. Yeah. Now I bring my own bedding.
1: Oh and, yeah, I've always I, done that. And do
0: my own bedding, and I always. also like have we do. have like. Cleaned the, the the contour and stuff if they have sex on it or the couch the yes, your couch. You're yes, just like, yeah.
1: After you've done it, but when you oh, we, show
0: up, no, we, I do it after and before.
1: Yeah, when yeah. I show up and I have to disinfect the house because yeah. it's fucking filthy. That's when I'm just like,
0: yeah, come on. Yeah, it's like some some I talk to girl like is just saying there like he's just like, oh, you want me to like shoot on that bed? Yeah, but they have makeup here, so. It's clean now. <laughs> it's good. No more makeup. What is that like?
1: What I remember I shot at a location once. And there was this, like, big circular uh, red couch. Yeah. And there was just these – and it was cool looking, but there was these suspicious white spots all over it. And the location owner kind of proudly said, oh, yeah, Jim Powers loves that couch. He shoots on that all the time. I'm like, we're not shooting on that couch. (laughs) If Jim Powers loves that couch, I ain't fucking touching it because I know what he shoots.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. He's just like – yeah, sometimes it's just like – yeah, sometimes you just like touch something. You like, oh, let's just go wash my hand. and I don't even want to look at it.
1: <laughs> I've started bringing cleaning gloves to yeah. some sets sometimes because they're yeah.
0: My assistant do that. She's yeah. she's funny. She had those gloves and she yeah. go clean everything. Yeah. And yeah, it.
1: yeah. Sometimes you need to do that. So, how does um, the porn working in the porn industry compare to working in the mainstream industry as a writer and director? Do you prefer it? What are the main differences?
0: It's. I will say that I liked I liked I like the point industry better mm. because it, it allowed me to create stuff fast and that's and I'm the person that I like to I like to create fast and like see the result. Like like I have like I can call any studio and said, That's what I wanna do and he said, Okay, we liked it. We send you the money in two months and like you get you do it in two months, three yeah. months later, four months after it's released, you move to the next project. In the mainstream could take ten years to do one movie. Yeah. You know, like I will be like, oh, I want to do that movie, and you will approach some producer, and they'd be like, oh, you find a producer, okay, cool, I, I like that. So now let's let's ask money to write the script, or if you write the script, okay, now let's shop the script around to studios, and that studio get it. So like, okay, we have it. Now we need to raise the money to build that movie, and now you raise the money, so now you're already two three years in the process. If you're lucky, that it get picked up right away okay, two, three years and now you're shooting and now you edit that. And after that if you do independent film, now you want to do the festival circuit. So now you do the festival circuit. And after that, you finish the festival circuit. Now some distributor buy it and now it will put in theaters or in DVDs, depending on what you're doing. And now you're done with that movie. And now you start the process for another one. So it's just like, for me, it's too long.
1: Yeah. By the end of it, you, like, hate your own movie. Yeah,
0: you, you hate your movie. <laughs> and it's just, like, for me, I just want to create a movie and move on. And just, like, that's what porn give me. It's just, like, I can do everything I want most of the time and do it not fast, but meaning the the turnaround for it is, is yeah. more fun. You know?
1: That's Yeah, I, I agree. I would say that's the one thing that's nice about working in the adult industry is that, like, you can probably do whatever it is you want to do, and you can do it fast. Yeah. And it's like, whereas there's so much red tape in the mainstream industry, because it's also like you got to, if you want to hire this star, they're on a movie for six months, you got to talk to their agent and their manager. Now it's like, you know, some of the girls have agents, but a lot of times you can just hit them up directly. Yeah. Even if you are into booking them for your agent, you'd be like, hey, do you want to do this? <laughs> you know, like you know them all personally. Yeah. So it's like a different story.
0: Yeah. Most of the time, like, especially now, like I will just talk to a girl and listen, listen, I have this. This idea, do you think you could be interested in that? And yeah, and it's okay, so now can okay, you think? And after that, we'll figure it out, like, stuff. And after that, we'll bring. I will talk to the agent. And it's like, okay, she's, she told me that she's available those days. Is okay with you. And I still do the process to the agent because it's important because they have the big picture of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the time I will start – pre-start everything with her, make sure that – so when I talk to the agent, I already know that she's on board. I already know what's her dates or off dates and everything. And now I've the the contract with that.
1: Yeah, I've done that too. You pretty much do all the work that the agent's supposed to do (laughs) because it's, like, you just can't – sometimes some of them, not all of them, there's some wonderful agents out there, but some of them, like, will not deliver the information. Like, they they just won't get – the girl won't get it.
0: Well, like that, that's why I put most of the time I put the girls in the email. Yeah, I get I get the I get I get their email, so I put it there so I make sure that everything is good. It's important to respect the process because it's just like it's yeah it's a job like and if you know it's a process, but like I don't understand totally your frustration. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like you just like I, I used to have some like phone call just like oh you booked that that mall without talking to me. So, it was on set that day. I asked him if he's available on the twenty eighth and like he's available. So I just book it. Do you really want me to call you when he's front of me to ask for a question that I already know? I said I give you the information. You have them now. You just You get like, the money. You get it you get everything. Yeah. So just don't leave me alone when I'm doing and now they're doing that because like they they understand that I respect the process and I will give them the money yeah. and I will not bypass the system. But it was I will say at the beginning like it was kind of friction that yeah. we have there because you need to they don't know if you will try because some people will try to avoid to yeah. pay the agent yeah. fee or the agent and stuff yeah. like
1: I that. found that in the end it is absolutely not worth it and when I've been accused of trying to go around behind an agent's back I'm like you really think I'm going to like try to save $100 and like yeah. piss you off so you never let me book any of your girls again I'm like you think I'm not
0: Yeah, it's just like, fine Yeah on. it's $100. It's, it's $100. Just like, like, it's just, like, it just, doesn't you matter. your fucking $100 it's, yeah. like,
1: it's fine. Um, how would you describe your style as a director?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. I, I like a natural – I like something that it looks real, the natural. Even if I do horror, I, just, I like stuff that, like, the girls I, – I like to, to have, like, some girls that you look at, like, that you will be, like, it's regular day type of thing. It's funny because I have girls, like, the other day she said just, like – I was coming on set today and I bring all my jeans. It's just like, you're the only one who put me in jeans. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. I put you in jeans, like I don't put you in like booty shorts and fishnet. I never would do that unless you place.
1: Bright a- fucking like hot green yeah. uh, fishnets a la Jules Jordan style. So yeah, it's I like
0: them. I don't do those. So, like It's just, like like more natural. Yeah. My camera is like – it's very like um, – and and shake it's just shaking and meaning that you've kind of it wo- feels
1: like you're in the moment m- yeah. the
0: moment and everything is a lot of close up and stuff it's just like I don't go to a super wide that you see everything and mm-hmm. then more like i show you and that's that's why i think people are frustrated by my style is because like i show you what i want you to see and not what like i don't show you the full thing so you watch what you like i show you what i like kind of Mm -hmm. thing so maybe that's what like some some people could not like that my lighting is very natural so like very minimal and like it's just like i don't like to overlit the scene if i don't have to Mm -hmm. sometimes it's sometimes you also like you you end up doing a a studio or a product that they already have, like, a, a mood board or, like, already have, like, a production vision. So you have to follow yeah. their production vision. Yeah. But, like, when you hire – but, like, if I do in a feature, most of the time it will be natural lighting. Uh, it will be, like, a strong shadow
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I like I like the, you know, like the shadows and the lights. And I like to see, like, something that you really you will see from your own eyes. You know, you – you never get in a room unless it's an hospital that is, everything is perfectly lit mm-hmm. for me. It's funny. You and
1: I are so different <laughs> and it's so funny cause I'll work with gaffers and I'm like, I don't like that fucking nose shadow. I don't like those eyelash shadows. And they're like, but that's like the item. I'm like I don't want that. And then they're like, what the fuck And they got to like move the light closer to me? And I know that they get frustrated because, you know, I think, I think also too, because I come from a photography, beauty yeah. lighting background, I'm used to like kind of making sure that the shadows fall exactly where I want them. Um, but yeah, even in video, I'm always like, I'm like, don't you give me fucking cross shadows. I'm like, I'll kill you. And then you know, they're like,
0: for me, it was like, it was that when I started the business, <laughs> I was like, I was very hard on my camera guy because I, they cannot open the camera more than 1.8. And if I'm, if I'm a good day, I will say two, but like, that's the, wow. the that's oh, the man big,
1: that, focus that, is, that, that That's is the tough. biggest
0: that you can do. And like a lot of camera guy didn't make it. They're just no. like, and, and for me, the first thing I, I like zoom, but mm-hmm. I don't use them because I feel that it makes the camera guy lazy in a sense mm-hmm. that like he's like, oh, I need a close up of the pussy. So I zoom. But if you cannot zoom because you have a fixed lens, you have to move your ass and go get the shot. So by moving your ass and go get the shot, you will have to reframe your thing. And now you will give me a good frame because I know you can't give me a good frame. It's just that you have a zoom now. You just zoom to get it. Oh,
1: I love my zoom lens. But like, I love but, my zoom lens. But I love like, just staying right there. Just go
0: yeah, but, like, for, for me, I forced them to go get the yeah. shot just by not having that. And so, so it was very hard because I was, like, I don't use Zoom. I don't – I use Zoom for, like – the only time I used the Zoom was for Sally Mae because, like, we did a little snap Zoom.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So, like, so that's the only time we use the Zoom, my, my my movie. But normally it's just, like, a, all fixed lens and, like, two is the max I will go. But normally I like to be between 1.8, 1.4.
1: Do you normally shoot? How many cameras do you normally have shooting at one time? Uh,
0: two camera, depending. Like uh, when it's a feature, we do the story with one camera, and we do the sex with two camera.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when it's a, you know like girls wear, for example, it's two camera or misa. Most of the time, it will be two camera but like when it's like if i do a feature for me say so it will be like two uh, one camera for the story and the sex will be two camera.
1: Yeah, that makes sense cuz you don't want to interrupt the sex as much to get like a different shot because yeah. the, the,
0: that's that's what i try to do most of the time it's not not block the the sex and having two camera floating around. Yeah. for for the i have like for my problem with the two camera for dialogue, it's the fact that like you compromise the lighting to fix yeah. for two camera yeah and I, and I feel that sometimes it's this unless you do mother daughter and like you have the mm-hmm. same angle and you just do it close up in the large, but if you do like uh, if you do criss i feel that like you, now you want to have the perfectly lit for that camera, mm-hmm. you want to have perfectly lit for that camera, so now you have to create two Too lit, and sometimes you will compromise. Oh, but the angle will be better here. But if you're here, you will be in the shadow. You shadow something. So now you will move a little bit on the left, and now you don't have the shot that you really want to have because you now you compromise yourself for the lighting.
1: Right, right. So so
0: that's why I'm kind of like I don't really like two camera for like features and Mm -hmm. stuff. That is, I I want to have more like. Stuff, But other than that, it's just it's, – uh.
1: Well, what's nice too about having the one camera is that especially if you're not editing, you're kind of forcing the edit a certain way that you want to do yes. it. I found that my problem has been in the past I've gotten too much coverage. And then when they edit it, they use shots that I didn't yeah. really want them to use. And then I'm like not happy with the final outcome.
0: Yeah, you, that, that's, that's also like – sometime you will hear this on set and I will just like – and I will look at that camera and say, I know you want to have a white, but I'm not giving you because I don't want you to use it. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's like – so like I just – like because I, I – just like we sometimes like, so, – we say, oh, that would be nice. No, don't get. or if you give them a white, it will be 10 seconds because I only want you to use it for when she walk in like – once you walk inside their house and after that we cut, we do the rest in tight so you don't have – you don't give me a white of her walking all the way down and just yeah. like, you know,
1: I just yeah. don't want to have that. Um, you've mentioned that you love horror yeah. and you love incorporating horror into your movies. How do you make a porn movie with horror elements in it and still keep it sexy?
0: I think aura is sexy, so that's my problem. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, I like, I like, I, I feel that like imperfection and 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 weird things are pretty. So, like, so that's why for me that works. I know that some people like, I remember like reading the comment when we did grind, I don't know if you see grinder, but like, uh, we tummy pistol, we, we basically we create a fake uh, head, like you he, you don't he's bald from the top, and oh, you have yeah, blonde, yeah. Blonde, that. Yeah. blonde hair, and he have like a Mister T type of mm-hmm. mustache, and he's just like he looks terrible, and <laughs> it is like but I like it, he looks natural, he looks like fucking your dad, fucking your mom in the kitchen, that's what he looks like, I mean, yeah, that looks like in my family, so like, so, <laughs> so, so like uh, so like it would be like so I, I think it's more natural, but people are like, but it's porn, we need to. To have, but why do you have? You need to have this pretty, like, why do you, you cannot find? I don't know. You cannot find sexy two people having sex, even if they are not the supermodel. You just yeah. like. I feel that it's just like that. That's the thing that, like, for me, I feel that everything is sexy, but I really like sex, like something that is weird or like, like, uh, not horrific, but it kind of like not necessarily pretty. Uh, for our really, really horror, it's just like. The only time we did R and sex was the bargain mm-hmm. when we have a demon like Tummy having sex with a demon. Um it was special. I think like the the day that we it's funny because you know you you work in a business for so long you you do your own camera or like uh
1: or it depends. I used to only shoot my own camera. And then once I got a budget for an extra cameraman, I, I stopped doing
0: that. Yeah, that's, that's the same thing. <laughs>
1: but I used to have to shoot everything myself because I didn't have the budget for a camera person. Yeah. So,
0: so so when you don't do it and you do your – I'm looking at the sex, but I don't really look at the sex. I'm just like, okay, this is like happening. I'm, I make sure that the the, the consent moment, like she said no pussy in the finger and all that yeah, stuff yeah, is yeah, not happening. Course. But I don't really look at the lighting, but I'm not in deep. Like, and I have people like your crew member, like set design or lighting, you know, like they just leave the room and just come back if I call them, you know, yeah. PA or stuff.
1: Isn't it so funny how we're making porn movies? The most important thing supposedly about the porn movie is the sex. And that's the time, that's the part that we spent the least amount of time on.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's two people fucking, they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, that's
1: the thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to reinvent the fucking wheel, man. Like
0: Yeah, I remember, I remember like doing a scene, the girl was terrible at giving a blowjob. And I have to tell her how to give a blowjob. I never give a fucking blowjob. How the fuck I'm supposed to directing you out to give a blowjob? Just I used like, to do
1: that once too. <laughs> yeah. Just like,
0: Okay. So grab his dick. Like get up and down. Okay. Now lick the tip. Just go. And then like you're just like. And I'm like, oh, did I really have to tell her how to give a blowjob right now? Okay. And now you go there like That I think it's good. Do you like that? Yeah. Okay. It's good. He likes it. They're just like look at him right now. Just thinking. You're like fuck. Oh.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: it's like, I've always said to people, like, if I have to direct you out to do sex, you know not at the wrong business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just that's like, true.
0: Or, or I will not hire you ever again. Yeah. Just like, seriously, just, that's the only thing. Acting, I understand, you know, I'm like, you know, yeah. you're in the business to act or something. So if I ask you to cry or be funny, it was like, I understand that I have to coach you and mm-hmm. tell you and give you tricks and give you a chance. And, and then maybe you won't. As some girls that I had, they were not very good when I worked with them the first time. And now at five, six times later, they're very good at it, mm-hmm. you know, so like it's, it takes time. But sex it should be like the reason why you're in porn. Yeah. Just like on this. That I should asked,
1: be the one thing you're good at.
0: Yeah. just like, unless I ask you to do something completely out of your, you know, like thing that you're comfortable with or like mm-hmm. you don't do that often. But like the basic, I'm shooting, I don't shoot BDSM. I don't, I rarely BDSM or stuff like that. It's my stuff. It's pretty like people fucking on the couch or in a bed and it's, five seven position that we always use. So mm-hmm. you should be capable of doing that.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if
0: I have to tell you how to eat a pussy, you you should like reconsider <laughs> your your work path really.
1: <laughs> what is the movie that you've made that you think you're the most proud of? Mm.
0: It's, it's very hard to pick I have a lot of movies that I'm really proud of the 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 for different reason um grinder is a very movie close to me because it kind of like show my like because it, it's in the nineties when I was a teenager, like this skateboard vice, it's very, it's not autobiographic, but it's, it's kind of like my life. And at that time, it's a movie that I really want to do for years that I was kind of rejected and like, and finally uh, get a green light by, by adult time. So it was very important for me. Um, but it's the same thing for um, Under the Veil under the Valley, like you know confession of a sinful nun was like a different a movie and you know under the Valley is kind of like el mariachi desperado and once upon a time in mexico so mm-hmm. basically i did confession of a sinful nun it was my first movie i was not really sure what i'm doing low budget movie just like you do that and we're not sure it will be successful so we don't put too much money in that we did confession of a sinful nun too that would put more money in it, it's more intense. The script is more dark. This, the thing where we go is crazy, but like we still need to follow the compliance because, like, it's just like a credit card company and everything, so we need to be then. Yeah. And after that, we do Under the Veil. That Under the Veil was like, let's go all in on it. And like, it just not all in, we create, we build like carry on and build a church inside of like we had a, it wasn't a, that, that's the i f-
1: remember her showing me photos yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like i built a church for ricky greenwood like she yeah, the, was showing the, the, me what she made for the, you the,
0: the worst part in her job it's like if you're good at it people don't notice it and yeah. that's what i always said to you it's like people she was so good at building the church that everybody thought that we shot in a church. Yeah. It was not a church. It was like a living room. That just, <laughs> the girl, the guy used to have like a, a glass window, look like a church. Mm-hmm. And we bought some pews and we just create a church inside of like, This guy living, kind of living room.
1: It wasn't that place in downtown LA. It was a town in
0: downtown LA, yes. Oh my
1: God, that's where I shot adult film school. It's like right by Skid Row.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, oh yeah, it was, it was awful. Like, it it was Skid Row. I didn't know they have like ghetto blasters and the stuff and listening to music every fucking day. It was like, it was awful to shoot. It was, yeah. No, we would have to
1: go down and we would ask them, we would bribe them to not blast their music. Yeah. And so then instead they just came back like at the same time every day and blasted their music so that we would pay them to leave. (laughs) Yeah. It was like they like caught on to us. Yeah, it was – that was – that was rough.
0: Yeah, no, it was – And there was was no air conditioning we shot in there in the summer. We actually brought –
1: this was the great thing about working for Playboy TV. We brought in like a huge air conditioning like machine. I'd never heard of one of these before, but you can get like a big machine that has these long tubes like – tubes that are literally like 50 feet long and we'd snake the tubes up to the second floor through the house and would just blow uh, cold air on you it was like yeah. a, it was like an octopus oh no. Like for it was crazy I was
0: for us it was like hell yeah it was like it was like it, it, you know like if you believe in God it's just God was punishing us yeah. for do that because like he was like it was like summertime yeah. one of the most oddest week of the summer. We are inside, we need to keep the the door closed because it's the schedule, so the sound, the music, everything. Uh, It's a church, so we have tons of candle everywhere lit. And the girls are in those fucking huge cotton, like, Like non outfit that I just like, just like the girls is like they they used to wear like they have to wear socks and underwear. So can we just we don't see them? Can you just remove them? I will put them on when we do sex because I just like at this point I I want to have less clothes as possible. But it was like it was like the girls were like it was awful for them. It's just yeah. like, because it, it was so hot. We we have water and fan and everything, but it's just like, it's no way that you can like, yeah. you dress like you're going and you're living in the winter and like you're yeah. going outside. And it was like, it was awful. And you know, I, I ought that place can be.
1: Yeah. You need the air conditioning octopus, which I think was like $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> but playboy had the buddies so they said <laughs> to thank God. But even then, like, I mean, you couldn't have it running all the time because it was no. so noisy. So we would turn it off. We'd shoot for like a little bit, and then after like thirty minutes, we'd be like, and we'd just turn, and everyone would just stand in front of it like this. Yeah, if it was we have like fan horrible. like that,
0: they, some fan of girls are like, oh, you just stay there. <laughs> or, or we have some break outside. It was it was colder outside than inside.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh my god. What's some of the um, like craziest things that have happened to you on set, or like worst days on set?
0: Worst day on set. don't have like bad days I have like I think I have like some moments that like sometime with talents want one the time that I had like some like tension you know like for like for like some stuff but it, it really rare I will say like I don't have bad and maybe I'm lucky I don't have really bad or I don't have one that it came out like the only bad experience and it wasn't really a bad experience it was just like a waste of time that we had on grinder. The pool was supposed to, when, you know, like when they 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 go to the pool, it's, oh, it's December and like uh, it's supposed to, it's cold. I'm not jumping in the pool. Oh, no, the pool is heated and everything is good. And so the pool was supposed to be warm. And when I arrived there, she's like uh, that location lady that take care of all the porn industry. They didn't tell the owner. That, what a surprise. Yeah. I didn't tell the owner that it needs to be warm. So when I text the owner, because I know the owner, I said, like, make sure you sure did you start, are you sure the pool is is warm? I said, oh, I will start it now. So, like, it's no way your pool will be fucking warm. Like, it's going to take, like, eight hours. Yeah, more than yeah. that. It's a huge pool. So, like, so it's cold. So, like... So we managed to to push and push and push and do everything around until like later today. But like the pool was still 64, 65 when like we get we get to the, the shoot. So I said, people said, do you think you can jump in? You know, like and do the, the, the when they throw you in the pool and stuff like that. And you guys jump and we just come out and we got done. And the guys or they did it. And they said, oh, well, that's not that bad. And said, let's do let's do some dialogue. They have some dialogue to do. And I was like, and. Maya Wolf was like, and so their teeth like, are clapping, which is, like, okay, get out of the pool, guys. It's just like, yeah, you cannot, I cannot have you in the pool at like that. It's so fucking cold. It's just yeah. like, you cannot be there. But like, I think that was the worst that, like, I was like, and I cut that pretty fast because I was like, it's, it's, like, it's not okay to have them. Being the, even if they they were a trooper nobody was complaining but it's just like it's just like well, I would probably if I was me I would be like I'm not jumping in that fucking pool yeah fuck that they're not fuck paying the, me for that. They, no, for I'm, that I'm not jumping in. it's it.
1: funny because every time I ask somebody about like on set stories it's always a location problem yeah it's, it's never the talent it's like never the script no. it's always the location I've had like such problems with locations
0: yeah the location is always a bad problem the The talent, you know, like you have some moment that I have like, you know, like I'm not lying. Just like I think the work that is in any workplace you will work and I'm pretty sure you have model that you cannot stand, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's vice versa. Some model cannot work with you or cannot work with me and this is like, and for me, I'm always that like in a professional level. Unless you do something very shitty that you mean to someone. Like mm-hmm. I saw your girl on set, like that's how she ended up on my notice. She's just like uh, the girl was like um the girl was Texas this pettis and she's like she didn't take this. She's from Germany and like she's like she's looking at the script and she tried to learn the script and and um she looked at me and she's like, Can you help me with those words? Like Serious, my accent is probably worse than yours, so like yeah. I cannot help you with those words. But I asked the other model, I said, Can you help her with you do the line with her? And can you help her to pronounce the name? Say that's not my job to help the other model to pronounce the word perfectly. No, and I was like, You're right, it's not your job, you're right. You just say, Just stay here, and I will have someone else doing it. Thank you, I appreciate that. And just like, Yeah, wow, but like, you're yeah. done. Yeah, She's just like, I'm sorry, but like. You need to be nice with other people. That's yeah. like it's just like there's no reason that you'll be mean as as yeah. much mean to even I get maybe you had a bad day or everything, but like it's just you need to be nice. You just yeah. like, that's the Manners. only thing that's the only thing that I ask. It's just like don't treat other people like garbage. Yeah. You just like it,
1: it Yeah. The worst is I've had um a couple of models, maybe only like one or two, that treated my crew badly. Like, they were nice to me. Yeah, they always but did. But they talked down to, like, my PA, and I was like, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're done. I'll never shoot you again.
0: Yeah, that's the worst. When that happened, I remember that girl. They didn't, she didn't talk to me. I was my beginning. I think five, five, fifth or sixth movie or something. Mm-hmm. And she never talked to me at all. Like, the old day. She just, like, she talked to my camera guy because she knows him. She talked to everybody. But she's like, when I talked to her, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, whatever. And Cherie DeVille came because she did the second scene of the day. And she's just like, and she's like, oh, my God, Ricky, I was so happy to work with you, blah, blah. blah. And she gave me a hug. Cherie is always.
1: Yeah, she's lovely. She's
0: lovely. So, like, she's giving like, me a hug and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, my God, congratulations for your nomination for a movie. It was like, I love the movie. I saw it. It was great. And the girls are sitting in the work of It's like, my God, like, best, the best, like, movie and stuff. It's so great. It's like, I'm so proud of you. And the girls listen to that and that's that she, Oh, congratulations I saw that movie, it was very good. And now she starts sucking my ass, kissing my ass. She's just yeah. like, no, she's like now Oh, she's, this guy's important. Yeah, now oh, now I can I talk I to him. It's just like it's just like and I was like, it's too late. You yeah. just like just, you just you dig yourself so much all day. He's just yeah. like I still work with that person because like it's it's the business of like yeah. you know, like in business, I think, is just like you hire me to do a job. I will do it. I don't have, I don't need to be your friend. I don't need to be your – I need to be nice with you and, and everything is okay. But I don't need to be over nice with you. Mm-hmm. you know? It's just like you can't just your makeup chair that says your script. If you ask me a question, I will answer. I will get, like, what you need to do the scene. But I will not be over nice with you because, it's, you know, like the way – I don't like the way you treat people or the way you are or act or something. But, like, I will still work with you. yeah. But like, but like, unless, unless you do something very bad. Yeah. So
1: actually that brings up another question that I have for you that, um, I know sometimes like male directors struggle with, like, do you ever have issues with like dating the talent or talent wanting to date you? Like how, how's your, what's your perspective on that?
0: Well, I'm dating a talent. So like, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) but But does that
1: ever become problematic for you?
0: it's problematic in the relationship Mm -hmm. in in the relationship it's also problematic that like uh, she's talented so Mm -hmm. like so there's like so like for me I want to use her because I know she can do stuff but I feel that you don't want to also use her all the time so like people were like oh it's like you you it's it's you favor her over other people, mm-hmm. or does she have like special privilege or stuff like that? It's just like so so you try to be like so so now I'm trying to do like for example when I work for any studio, I cannot the rules that I have with her in the studio is that I cannot bring her up. Mm-hmm. So like if you want me to work with her, it needs to come from the studio. Right. It cannot be come from me right so that that's why i try to to like to do the stuff you know mm-hmm. like uh and and they always come from the studio and never come from because i try to separate you don't want to play that part that like oh of course she had the part she she slept with the director or something so you yeah. try and and for me it's it's also hard for her because like it's also like that's what people say right. you know like oh she getting nominated of course she slept with the director and just yeah. like just no, we have nothing to do i don't talk to yeah. AVN or HBiz or anybody else to have her nominate or anything. But, like, people, like, that's the thing. I, sometimes I wish that she was not good. So, like, <laughs> I would be like, well, oh, you're not good. I cannot book you. But, like, it's just, like, she's good. So, like, I like to book her and I like to work with her.
1: But like That's probably part of what, like, attracts you to her, too, is that, you know, she's talented and she's, you know, you have to have a certain level of, like, intelligence to be able to, yeah. you know, be good at your
0: job, yeah. Be good at your job and be able to. it's But it's 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 create conflicts. It's for mm-hmm. sure because it's, sometimes it's also her as a, as like a, a talent. She's just like oh, you're doing that crazy movie. Why I'm not in it? She's just like you know, like as it's just like we need to you know like that. And sometimes sometimes it's fruiting because you feel that you have like you get put aside because you're dating the director. So like, you yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I, see. yeah. I could see you how see, it can go
0: both ways. Yeah, you see like, okay, they, we don't want to show that to other people that you always book your girlfriend or something. So now yeah. we don't booking her for that movie. It's like, even if she's be perfect for it, we'll just skip her. It's just like, yeah. Like, okay. It's just like, I feel bad for her, but it's just like, I understand too, you know, but like, but it's, but is it is it, I understand it's, diff, I understand that the, the the relation that you have. But like, but even when I was not dating a person, you know, like you also like, you also go with like, and that's why I said to people sometime when your friend, like I'm a friend with Charlotte Stokely. And like, of course, like when it was just like, I, she was in my first movie and she was like, when I was nobody, she accepted to do that. And after that would build a relationship and a friendship. And now, just like, of course, if I'm doing a great movie and I'm like, I'm writing and I'm like, oh, oh, sure, it would be great for that yeah. movie, and you put her in the movie and like, and after that you call her and you book her. Yeah, we're not dating, we never did, but we just we're yeah. happening to be good friends. So it's kind of the same kind of like privilege that you get mm-hmm. that like being a friend with a director and like other people that you have. Sometimes some director, maybe I don't know if you ever had that, but you have a muse, a girls that you really yeah. like. And like, and now you wrote stuff for her all the time, and you'll see her all the time. Or some people that you know that they're good at their job, and then the, the work is just like, you know. For me, it's some say all that. So that for her, she had the fact, of course, the fact that she's closer to the director. She had access to some information, maybe that it could be problematic, but it's, it's 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 very hard to manage that.
1: How is I it know. for you? Does she work with guys?
0: Yeah, she worked with guys. How
1: yeah. is it for you, her working with other guys? Because, like, one kind of feedback that I see so much on my podcast is listeners who cannot comprehend the concept of, like, having a girlfriend or a wife who also has sex with other people. Like, it's just, like, blows people's minds. So, you know, I think working in the adult industry, we see things differently. Yeah. So how does, it, how does that work for you? Do you guys ever have issues with that?
0: I think I think it's the thing. The thing is like you have to understand. It's just like it's for me. It's just like I see that as a work. Mm-hmm. So so like it would be very weird on my hand to be like, oh, you got to go fuck people. That's my work. And it'd be like, woman, you fuck those people. That's my work. It's work. I and mean, that's the yeah. work. When you fall in love with me, when you decide to date me, I was doing that job.
1: Yeah, but so, we also do see a lot of girls who end up with even male performers. And then the male performer makes them stop doing boy girl, but the male performer continues to shoot with other girls. Yes. So like you do see like that weird complex, yeah, jealousy I, come up.
0: It's hypocrisy. It's yeah, just like totally. it's just it's just like because you, you the thing is also that it's also depending on the person. Mm-hmm. And like if you're a very confident person and you don't you don't like doubt of yourself just like if you're a shitty person you treat her like garbage of course you don't want to go shoot with other people because like you know that she will fall in love with maybe someone else and you will dump your ass yeah but if you treat her well <laughs> yeah. if you if she's happy in your relationship and you have like it's you know like everything's good she it's her job she will see it as a job and she will not ghost you on and you don't have to be f- scared mm-hmm. like for me I decide to live my life with no jealousy at all mm-hmm and it's just like that's, for me, the important part in a relationship is trust. Yeah. And if you lose that trust, now that came jealousy. Yeah. And for me, if, if I lose trust and then jealousy came, I'm out of the relationship. Because I can't, you know, I work my life, like I work a lot. And I and I have a moment and I don't want to be on set being like, my God, she's shooting with this guy right now. Maybe I'm assuming that he gave her a an orgasm and I can't forget. And now you, your head is fucking <laughs> going everywhere. Yeah. And just like, can you just concentrate on your work or like, or she's like, Oh, I am going to, to with my friends to a party tonight. And I'm okay, I'm stay home. I'm sitting, I'm relaxing, watching TV. I don't want to stay home being like, oh my god, how many guys she's blowing in the bathroom right now? And <laughs> just like, how oh, the fuck how can you live your life like yeah. that? It's just like it's just for me. It's just getting like I will be insane by the end of the yeah. the month or something. It's just like cause, um it's not fun. So I just like to just like I trust you. No matter what you do, yeah, do your stuff. I, I trust that you're smart enough to don't do bad things and everything. And I don't even worry about it at all. Yeah. And watch TV and it's just like like But it's
1: like – that's. I mean it's easy to say I think that you decided that. But I think what it comes from is a sense of self-confidence, right, that you have to have. And the fact that you chose – the person that you're with is somebody that you chose because there's somebody that you have that trust in, that inherent trust in. Because I think, you know, we see people in bad relationships all the time and, you know, one of like my favorite phrases is like, well – you have a bad picker, like your picker is wrong, like you're dating the wrong. You're like, oh, why does this always happen to me? This guy always cheats on me Here, I always end up with guys who are like this. It's like you're fucking choosing the wrong people. Yeah. Like that's what it is. And a lot of that might have to do with yourself and your sense of self-worth and you attracting people into your life that are going to treat you badly because you don't actually believe that you deserve better.
0: Yeah, it's, it's – yeah, it's it's – it's well phrased, but it's hard. It's hard to to realize that. Yeah, it's hard. to And I think
1: that comes with age too.
0: Yes, look like, oh, I was in bad relationship whenever, but it's yeah, not true because rec- I had I had a long term relationship for a long time, but before and after that, I had like the between it was like it was terrible. It's yeah. just like, just like you you get like, but it, for me, it's just like it's the thing. It's just like trust came up and go just like if you lose the trust you lose everything i'm yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not because i don't want to spend my time thinking about it yeah i, I just like it's over yeah it's just like it's i don't even want to have two two seconds of doubting of like you will be faithful or you will be like respectful or anything it's just like if any if i if that doubt came relationship yeah. is over just yeah. for me even if I love you and in, yeah. really for a long time it's just I can't I don't want to have to think about that
1: yeah when there's smoke there's fire yeah Um. do you have any projects coming up this year that you're really excited about
0: I have a couple of projects coming I already like the, the funniest part is just like I work for like different studio and like different I, studio I noticed like that
1: when you said because obviously you work for Adult Time and then yeah. you mentioned Digital Playground so yes. I used to do that a lot too I used to work for all different studios yeah. and it's So I thought it was actually really good because I learned – because everybody works differently. So I learned, like, what different people like. And I feel like the experience was was good for me. But a lot of people only work with one studio. So is that – do you find that difficult? Do people, like, try to rein you in with contracts ever?
0: No, I don't. I think the contract time for a director is over. Mm -hmm. I think they don't want to be attached to someone that is just, like, you know, you want to be able to, like, terminate them if you do something wrong you know, like <laughs>
1: yeah is, or just basically ghost them yeah, if you're not under yeah, contract you can yeah. just be like sorry I don't have any work for you this yeah, exactly
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah so like you don't you don't have to be like but I have I have understanding with most of them mm-hmm. you know like they said like Gamma for example I do time they just to give me you do this amount of feature this amount of scene and that's the priority and after that I put that in my calendar and after that Misa give me a certain amount of scene and all those guys sale and all those guys so like and I I build this big puzzle and I move piece around um, so and sometimes I had new stuff. So Digital Playground is basically, uh, it's um, the reason why I do Digital Playground, the most part of it is that when they approached me, uh, they approached me before the pandemic. They were the first one to approach me, and the pandemic happened in like, because uh, at that time I was exclusive with Mile High, and Digital Playground approached me to do that, but a where I wrote a script for them and everything was good. And I was super excited because, like, my one of my best friend Robbie D, was like, uh, there, and I was like, Oh, I will finally do the same thing that you do. I will go to digital playground and, like, I will do a movie better than you did. And I was joking with him and everything. And, like, uh, and the pandemic happened, and, like, the contract, the, 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 the movie never happened. And I think Browser Mind Geek was like the last. Company to came back to shoot after the pandemic. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so like, so like I was like, so I was home and I was working a little bit for Malhai and Misa X approached me and said, he said, we have a lot of stuff to shoot. So I started shooting exclusively with Miss Malhai and Misa X. And never, and after that, Adult Time came and so that that story never developed. Digital mm-hmm. Playground never developed. And, um, they approached me a few months ago, like I think in November. Uh, someone there gives me a call and says, "Listen, uh, you had this project that you want to do with us uh, back in the day. Uh, we're not sure we want to do that, but like we will maybe want to work with you on another project." And what happened during before the pandemic and now uh, Robbie died, mm-hmm. so um, I agreed to do the movie um uh, in exchange of giving him it's an homage to Robbie Lee so basically it's just like it's my way to say thank you to him and like so i i made a movie his favorite movie he had a favorite movie that he was talking to me about all the time that he was his favorite movie so i tried to do an homage to that movie so like i'm wow. hoping that it will work out well so That's a
1: really emotional that's very emotional yeah
0: so that's why like that that's that's how bring me to digital and like Working and they're very nice people to work with. They're very good company. Yeah, MindGeek's
1: great. Yeah,
0: so like, so like, it's just like, hopefully, maybe other stuff will develop in the future. I think we we work well together, but like, we'll see after that movie. But that's the main reason why I accept to do because I don't accept like, especially a huge project like that. I don't have uh, a lot of time to to do that. But like this, I think this one was very important. So like, I make some room in the. Yeah. In the in the schedule for that. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah.
1: I I think I may have met Robbie like once or twice, but I didn't really know him. So I'm really sorry for your loss. No,
0: he, thank you. He, he was like. It was a very good guy for, for me. I don't know. Like, you know, it's, it's always, it's always in this industry. It's just like you say, Oh, he was a good guy. No, he was an asshole. But like for me, he was <laughs> it, a good guy. Everybody has their
1: experience. Yeah.
0: Everybody yeah. has their experience for me. And I don't see people say Robbie was an asshole, but I mean, you know, every time you bring someone, you always, someone came the story that had bad happened yeah. to them. But like for me, Robbie was great. It was like, uh, uh, bound Like, like anyways, it wasn't when I met John Blitt, uh, the first time. He asked me the first meeting in June. I think it was like the one, the first one that I said I cannot do and call me in August. When we talk, he asked me. He said like, oh, "If you ever my production manager, what what would you will do?" And I was just like, "I said like, the best director in the business is Robbie D. So like, but yeah. he's, he's under contract with Digital Playground and just like work for them. So he never work for people people under. And that's so I don't think it's possible." I said, "No. As a matter of fact, he's not under contract anymore." So like. So, like when I came back in August, he told me that he hired Robbie D and he's the Robbie will be developing this new line with me. So, so I was like, I was like excited because it was like, oh my God, I watched all his movies when I was a kid yeah. and a teenager and stuff. So, like, oh my God, it was just like, I was like, we'll talk to him. So, I talk on the phone and he was like, he was like, didn't treat me like I was a fucking asshole or like new. it was this new kid who don't know the business at all. Yeah. It was just like, it will explain to me things. If I, if I do things wrong, it will explain to me things. And like, he will like her. Uh, um, and we bound on like movies. We both love movies. So he was like, oh, did you see that movie? And I'm like, we'll just go over. And um, the first time I came before, like a, um, I met him, when I came the first time to shoot the uh, confession of a sinful Nun because I have also to meet other people so I meet him for the first time and we talk and we go eat the restaurant and like when I came back in January for the x biz uh he asked me so you want to stay at my house so I stay at his house and like and like uh and he was in and, and after that it just became a good friend I moved like when I moved to la uh, I'm my apartment was like I think like what two minutes from his house so it's just like i was like i move in the same neighborhood that he has so we can go we go we see each other all the time and stuff and it was like uh, yeah it was it was it was very nice he always helped me with like if i have issues he will tell me how to like to work with to just like i remember like when for me it was a huge deal when i did um talk derby to me it was a huge deal like Stoya was in the movie and it was like i was a huge fan of Stoya, and he and he used to direct her all the time she's so like oh he's just like you have certain things to do and everything will be fine and she's a great person and he would give me some pointers and stuff and like uh, i'll to you to, too because it's just like it's not the same thing when you work with the new girls or the girls new and you were a superstar like Stoya. Stoya, yeah she's like she's like still you know like i always say that you have stars and you have porn star, and Stoya yeah. is, from my opinion, the porn star. So it's just kind of like it's a different ball game dealing. Like you know, you don't deal with Angela White the same way you deal with the girl that is in the business for two years. You know? Yeah, there's a different way to to handle those type of people. Yeah, and that not they're not they're not picky or like and that's someone I met, but it's just it's just like it's it's a different you know like I don't know you need to be there to understand the, you know the, the things. So like. And so you gave me some pointers and everything, and yeah, it was like uh it was hard it was it was a hard it was like uh, when I win the award, the best director it was like it was sad because he was not there to see yeah. the yeah. the final <laughs> the final link, you know
1: so, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but I feel like somewhere out there he's proud of you, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Ricky, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, it was really great, um, and congratulations on all of your successes and your future successes. And um, you know, you just keep building out that shelf. I'm sure you're going to keep putting more and more awards on it. <laughs> you're going to have to keep getting bigger and bigger space. <laughs> I have
0: to keep the cats away from it. They like they like to dump it on the floor. So like they dump a couple of like, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Can
1: you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
0: I did, on Instagram, it's x underscore Ricky underscore Greenwood underscore x for Instagram. And for Twitter, I think it's Ricky Greenwood x in one word. And I don't have TikTok or any other stuff.
1: What? You don't no, have TikTok? You're not doing stupid dances? No, I
0: don't do that. I just <laughs> like uh, – I only have TikTok when like my girlfriend sends me videos of like uh, – funny things that you find but I don't really use it
1: yeah yeah Yeah. TikTok's actually got some I resisted going on there for a long time and I only post clips from my podcast I don't even post on TikTok Masha does but there's I get like great like recipes and, like, decorating ideas off of it. So it's got its its uses besides stupid dancing.
0: Yeah, it's just for me. I do do Instagram story or something. And, like, when I send that to my girlfriend, I saw that on TikTok six months ago. So I realized that they are late, I guess, on Instagram. So so now I need to be up to date. So I have to look at TikTok.
1: (laughs) And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. Go to hollylinks.com for links to all of my uh, different social media handles and websites. And of course, if you want to support this podcast and watch these interviews live, go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for being here and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me. A great way to show your love is to rate and review my show, and an easy way to do that is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then led to where you can leave your review. And if you can afford to financially support this podcast, you can do so for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com Unfiltered. This is where you'll get access to the live streams of my interviews, bonus Q&As with my guests access to my fine art photography and behind the scenes of my shoots, free memberships to my not-safe-for-work website, hollyrandall.com, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, and so much more. You can watch the video versions of these podcasts at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Join us every Sunday evening for episode premieres, where you can chat live with myself and other HRU fans as we watch the newest release together. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All of my social media links are at hollylinks.com.